Welcome to Mastering Money, the Educator's Edition, where we talk about the latest in financial literacy education. I'm Doretta Thompson, Financial Literacy Leader for Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. We provide no-cost programs and free online resources that help Canadians own their finances and learn the language of money. This episode is part of our special series of podcasts focusing on the financial and mental health aspects of COVID-19. Our guests shed light on the current situation and share insights on navigating these uncharted waters. You can find our podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have any questions, you can get in touch with us at financialliteracy at cpacanada.ca. Joining me today is my colleague, Fabio Bonanno, to talk all things tax. Fabio is the principal of taxation here at CPA Canada. Hey, Fabio, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Doretta. My pleasure. This year, we know the tax filing date was extended from April 30th to June 1st. Why is it so important that Canadians file their taxes? It's important because a lot of our social benefits that we get uh, from the government, especially during this time, are administered through our tax system. So those benefits a lot of times are calculated based on what we put into our tax returns. So as a result of that, especially during this time right now with COVID and people being out of work and the need to generate cash flow during this tough time, filing your tax return uh, on time is crucial, whether it's to catch up on your past filings or for the current year and getting that filed in on time. We know how important then it is to file a tax return. It's actually going to determine our access to a lot of these benefits. If you've traditionally used a service and may not feel comfortable doing that, or you're not online to file your taxes, what do you do? If you're not online and and you need help in terms of filing your taxes, what I would recommend is, firstly, you can definitely paper file your return. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that during this time because uh, when you paper file your return, meaning you mail it in, they take a lot longer to process. Whereas um, if you file electronically, things go relatively quicker. What I would recommend is either a lot of the, the tax preparation software for basic tax returns are actually free of charge. You can file the tax return without paying anything. If I want to do it myself, I want to take a crack at doing my own taxes for the first time. How do I do that? So in terms of setting yourself up, um, so you want to file your return on your own and you want to see, let's say, your your past filing history and getting access to all your information, whether it's your your slips. So what I mean by slips are your income slips, like a T4 that reports your employment income or any other slips that you get. For example, if you're receiving pension income and you have a T4 OAS, which reports your income from OAS or uh, a T4AP in terms of income from your CPP, what you would do is you would sign up for CRA My Account. The way I look at it, um, and I always tell people, if you can access this podcast, there's no excuse why you shouldn't be able to sign up for My Account. The reason being is that it's a relatively straightforward process. 
And the benefits from signing up for my account are enormous, especially during this time. So effectively what it is, is it's your tax hub, if you will, with all your information with the CRA that's available to you. You can also get access to, for example, your slips, like your T4 uh, slip from your employer, any other income slips that you've gotten from your bank, they're all accessible there. Now, furthermore, a lot of times our uh, government benefits are administered through our tax system. So what happens is, is that in order to get these benefits, for example, the Canada Child Benefit, let's say, you would have to actually apply for them through the tax system. So you would go into your My Account and you can actually apply for it there. Likewise, with the various programs that have been introduced recently, My Account is basically your gateway to not only your tax information, but all kinds of government benefits that are offered to uh, moderate to low income level Canadians. So it's absolutely crucial that people who even have a basic understanding of technology sign up for my account because it truly is your gateway to all the benefits that are available to you. And also for record keeping purposes and having your information available. If the CRA were to ever ask you a question, a lot of times nowadays when they send you a letter in the mail, they provide a code at the top top of the letter and you can actually upload your response on this online portal. So you don't have to mail anything, it's convenient and everyone really should have it. We know that electronic banking usage, for example, has gone up quite dramatically over the last couple of months and that people who've never used electronic banking before have suddenly gone through that learning curve and there's a lot of thought that will continue even after the pandemic is over. So maybe part of that learning curve is going to help people apply for a My Account as well. It's like you've got your banking now that you can do online and you can do your CRA online too. So can you walk me through a little bit about what happens? Where do I go on the Canada? the .ca website, what do I need to have and what will it ask me? It's actually a, a pretty straightforward process. And what I would do and just in layman's terms, I would actually Google CRA My Account. And once you Google CRA My Account, the first hit that should appear is CRA's My Account for Individuals. That's the way I would access it. Then once you're on the CRA My Account page, there's actually a register uh, link. So you would click on that register link. And what it does is it asks you for your social insurance number. What I would do obviously is have your social insurance number ready. In addition to that, it'll ask you for uh, typical, you know, very common information on your uh, most recent tax return as well. So what I would do is in addition to your social insurance number, I would also have available your most recent tax return that you filed with the CRA. In addition to that, uh, it would also be helpful to also have your notice of assessment as well. So with these three items, you'll be able to just follow the questions that they're asking you and basically apply for this My Account. But keep in mind though, that once you enter this information in, it'll then ask you for your username and to generate a password as well. After which you've set up your temporary limited access my account because what will happen is is that the CRA is going to send you a letter in the mail with this access code so this is the final step to getting the full-blown version of my account and this access code should come to you in the mail within 10 business days I think it is so once that comes in you then log in and you're going to be on your temporary limited view of my account once you get this access code, you simply enter the code that is in this mailed letter 
and then you'll get the full My Account capability. Now, the limited version of My Account will give you access to very basic information, but it doesn't give you everything. And with the full version of My Account, it just absolutely gives you all your information, all the majority of your income slips, and all your, you know, your notice of assessments in the past. You can see whether or not you have an amount outstanding with the CRA. It's just I can't emphasize enough how valuable of a tool it is. Three things I need before I Google CRA. I need my social insurance number, my most recent tax return, and my most recent notices of assessment. Exactly. There have been a number of programs announced by the government to help people deal with this situation. Can you give us a quick walkthrough um, of the specific government programs for COVID-19 and who they apply to and how you apply for it? The one main one that we've been hearing a lot of recently in the media is the CERB. In order to qualify for the CERB, generally you have to have lost work as a result of COVID. And what I mean by lost work, it's a little less rigid in terms of employment insurance where you have to get a record of employment. In cases like this, a lot of employers have been forced to shut down and they haven't necessarily laid off their staff. They could be hourly workers and that they're just not calling them back to work because their business is just not open. So basically, in order to qualify, you have to have lost your work or you have to have your hours reduced basically to zero or next to nothing. So it's intended for people who have lost work and income as a direct result of COVID. And what I mean by as a direct result of COVID is that it could be because of the mandatory shutdowns, or let's say you've actually gotten COVID, unfortunately, and you're self-quarantining, um, or it could be you're taking care of a loved one that has been tested for COVID and who's also self-quarantining. So it's for those kind of reasons. Now, in terms of um, applying for the CRB or the CERB, you would actually use my account. And again, I just want to re-emphasize the importance of my account because that's, that's your gateway to this particular benefit. Now, fortunately, if you don't have my account, you could use the limited access version of my account in order to apply for SERP. And once you uh, log in to my account, you'll see this big blue link at the top of your screen. And you would click on that. And from there, it'll lay out all the eligibility criteria in order to apply for the CERB. And you would attest that you meet those conditions conditions and then you would get your $2,000 uh, within it's around within three business days is what I've been hearing so it's actually really rapid but you want to ensure that you actually do qualify for the CERB so there's various things you can do in order to ensure that you qualify the first thing you can do is actually go on to the CR web website and there's various items for which I can definitely provide a link so that people who are listening can see that eligibility criteria. And you can either do that or you, there's actually a, a CRB helpline. So right now in our workings with the CRA, they've let us know that the majority of CRA resources are being dedicated to helping Canadians obtain these benefits. So a lot of people who've been traditionally in various departments of the CRA have now been dedicated to addressing CERB. There's a lot of great people on those helplines. I would definitely recommend calling that helpline. And I do have the number available, 1-833-966-2099. And that'll get you access to an agent. 
And whenever you're talking to a CRA agent, it's highly recommended that you take their agent ID and name down. Because in the event, you know, we're all human beings. Um, unfortunately, sometimes eligibility, for the most part, is fairly straightforward, but there are circumstances where it does get a little bit difficult. And you want to make sure that you get their agent ID and name so that in the event that the CRA were to ever question your eligibility, you could demonstrate that you've taken all necessary steps. You're reasonable um, in determining your eligibility. So that's one tip for people is whenever you're speaking to an agent, get their name and their ID because in the event they test you, you just want to show reasonability. And the CRA is being really reasonable with this. Um, so in the event that you have received uh, CERB and you, it was an honest mistake, you demonstrated that you're reasonable. Fortunately, in the legislation, they won't charge interest on the amount that you received. So all you would have to do is pay it the $2,000 back. Now, in terms of eligibility though, to get into a little bit more detail with that, you would typically have to be either um, you know, a Canadian citizen, Canadian resident. In the prior year, you would have have to earned uh, $5,000 minimum of employment income or self-employment income. And you can't voluntarily quit your job. Just because you quit your job doesn't mean you can get the CRB. This is not intended to be a payment to all Canadians, but rather, again, it's important to realize the intention of this. And this is to help people that have lost their job and no fault of their own as a result of COVID. So there has to be that direct correlation to COVID. After which, there's monthly periods in which these payments apply to. The current eligibility period we're in is from May 10th to June 6th. If unfortunately you've been laid off or you've been forced to reduce your hours to zero, let's say as a result of the pandemic, and you wanna submit your application for this first period, um, keep in mind that you can apply via my account on certain days, depending on your birth date. So for example, on Mondays is for people who have birth dates from January, February, March, and then onwards, so three months, so then April, May, June for Tuesday, all the way up to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, anyone can apply via my account. And what you want to do is for your first application, you need to ensure that you either haven't worked for 14 consecutive days within this one month period, or you expect not to work. If unfortunately in the next month time frame, the same conditions apply and you haven't been called back to work, you can reapply. So, you know, you have to attest that you meet the conditions on a monthly basis and you have to reapply on a monthly basis. Once you apply, you should get the $2,000 payment uh, within three days. Now, keep in mind that these amounts are taxable. So this $2,000 is coming to you at a full $2,000. And basically, it will be taxable and it will have to get reported on your 2020 uh, T1 personal income tax return. So it's important that you plan that eventually these amounts will be subject to your tax rate, so your marginal tax rate. So it's important that you know you plan that eventually I'm going to have to apply tax on this these amounts. It's not like employment income where your employer on your behalf withholds income tax from your pay. Uh, these are gross amounts that are going out to you. And eventually, at the end of the year, when you file your personal income tax return, you're going to have to pay tax on these amounts. So at around February, I think the intention is that the CRA will issue T4As. So it's 
it's sort of like a T4 slip, if you will, uh, looks kind of similar, and it'll indicate the amount of SERP payments that you've received. And again, let's say you have applied, it's your second month of receiving SERP, you're in the middle of the month, and what happened is, fortunately, your employer calls you and tells you, well, you know, you can come back to work. So in those cases where you have to pay the $2,000 back, it's a relatively straightforward process. You can either send the check to the CRA, and on the check, um, you can indicate in the memo section of the check that this is a SERB repayment and indicated the month period it applies to, and you can send it to the Sudbury Tax Center. Or what you can do is you can actually, on my account, there's a button that you can click on to repay the SERB, and it will basically connect to your online banking system. It'll make the payment directly from your bank account to the CRA. So again, you know, my account is extremely uh, useful in, in terms of even repaying the benefit if you've received it. And don't fret. Um, if you, you know, conditions have changed and you received it, the CRA completely understands. You just need to pay it back. No interest will be charged either. That's the CERB. Go to the website. You can apply through my account. They have questions to make sure that you qualify. And if you are called back to work, you can tell them that and stop the payment, or you can refund any funds that you've received that you are later not eligible for. And it's important for everybody to remember this is taxable income. So you will get a tax receipt in February for next year's tax return. That's the SERB program. What's the next program that may affect a lot of Canadians? Additional programs that may affect a lot of Canadians would be the GST credit. And the GST credit is basically an amount that's paid on a quarterly basis to Canadians of you know low to modest means. And basically, it is a function of your 2018 tax filing. So what do I mean by that? It's calculated. So the amount that you get, the GST credit, uh, on a quarterly basis is, is based on the information that's in your 2018 tax return. So what, as a result of COVID, what the government has done is it's effectively, for the most part, doubled the amount that you would have received. Um, so for example, if you received a base amount up $290 on an annual basis, it would uh, double that. So you would receive the double amount, if you will, as a one-time payment. And that would have been paid, I believe, on April 9th. So this is an additional uh, amount that's supposed to intended to help people make ends meet during this tough time. I just want to emphasize the importance of filing a tax return. And if you haven't filed your 2018 tax return, make sure you do as soon as possible because the government will apply these credits retroactively. So what will happen is, is you'll get your GST credit uh, for 2019, which is based on your 2018 income, and you'll get these amounts as soon as you file. Okay, so if you haven't filed, again, don't fret, but ensure you do because you want to get access to these benefits. Another program that will definitely help people during this time that has recently been implemented as a result of COVID is the Canada Child Benefit. 
and that there will amount to a maximum of $300 per child. So for parents who have children living with them at home, they can get this amount, which again is $300 per child. Again, it's based on your 2018 income. So I just want to emphasize the importance of filing your return. And like the GST credit, if you haven't filed your 2018 return, the amount could be paid to you retroactively. So if you file late, that's fine. Get the return in so then you can get this one-time increase of the maximum of $300 per child. When it comes to GST, the GST credit and the Canada Child Benefit, you also want to ensure that your 2019 return is also filed on time. And the reason being is that your July payment for these two benefits are based on your 2019 return. So to ensure you get one, the correct amount and reduce the risk of these benefits being interrupted because you haven't filed your return, you want to ensure that you file on time so that these benefits don't get interrupted going forward. These are benefits that have been designed to help families, which are really important during this time. What about some of the benefits that will help seniors through this period? A lot of seniors have had their retirement savings now sitting in in RIFs. And typically with RIFs, what happens is that you're required to withdraw a minimum amount based on your age on an annual basis. And those annual withdrawals are taxable. Now, what the government has done is it's alleviated that withdrawal amount and has reduced it by 25%. So that uh, now that, you know, the, the amount that they require to withdraw and report as income on their tax return and pay tax on has been reduced by 25%. But in addition to that, the government has actually um, introduced or has announced supplements to both the OAS, Old Age Security, and the Guaranteed Income Supplement, so the GIS. So if you've been receiving OAS, you will receive a tax-free top-up of $300. And for those who are of more modest means who've also been receiving the GIS, will also receive a top-up of $200, which again is tax-free. Now, this is a fairly new announcement. Um, The details will be announced shortly in terms of restrictions, in terms of when they're actually going to get paid out. But this has recently been announced, I believe on May 12th, it was announced by the the Prime Minister. So, you know, these are other things that, that the government is doing to help out seniors during this time. And the intention is to assist them in paying for the potential of increased medical expenses during this time. That is a lot of information, and I would remind our listeners that you can access these resources through a link that's on the description of this podcast. Uh, So wherever you click through to listen to this podcast, you'll find a link there that will also link you to the resources that Fabio has been talking about. It is a lot of information, and there are a lot of people who are going to be challenged doing this, particularly, I think, a lot of seniors who may have looked for help. Are there things that we can do to help during this period? You know, money is something that's very hard for people to talk about. It's hard for us to talk about debt problems. It's hard to talk about challenges that we're facing, and it can be really hard to have those intergenerational talks about assistance. 
Are there things that we can do, say, to help our parents or to help our children who may be new to the workforce? How can we help them with this process? There's a lot of things that we can do. If we're fortunate enough to to have even basic knowledge of finances right now, I think it's particularly important to help out our parents as one simple example who may not be technology savvy in terms of even simple things like assisting them in signing up for my account. Or maybe, you know, if they've had an employment status change, they've been unfortunately laid off, hours reduced to zero, and you're not a tax expert and you're looking at the CRB eligibility rules, maybe get on the phone with them and call the CRA together just to assist them in navigating these rules as well. There's also a lot of people that may struggle with English as well. And some of our immigrant communities where we can definitely lend a helping hand, especially during this time, like I can't emphasize enough that at this time, we're all in this together and that you know, we really need to to help each other out. And on a personal level on my end, whenever I can help someone out right now, I, I especially do and make sure I do, you know, whether it's a neighbor, whether or not it's your parents, whether or not um, it's a friend. If you're listening to this and you're familiarizing yourself with some of these rules, I would definitely emphasize helping out. And one thing that I would say is even casually speaking to people about the importance of getting my account, because I think a lot of people are missing out on benefits, not only because they're not filing tax returns, but also because they don't know some of these tools that are available to them as well. I think it's important that people actually reach out and ask if people need help, because it can be very difficult for people to actually say, I don't know how to do this, or I'm confused by this. Absolutely. And and for the parents who are listening as well, even with your children, to familiarize themselves and get them off to a good start in terms of uh, developing good habits when it comes to finances, and in particularly taxes, to, to potentially, if they are filing a return, have them set up my account. Because in the future, and hopefully it's not a health-related crisis, but we will be going through turbulent times in the future as well, you know, just the nature of what happens in life that they're not waiting last minute to sign up for my account. So get them in good habits because really uh, the importance of filing your tax return on time and correctly, and as well as having these tools available to you, for me, in my opinion at least, are the foundation to having a good financial plan in place. One of the things that I noticed when I was looking at the CRA site recently was a warning about people who are impersonating CRA employees. Um, We know there's been a problem with, with this kind of fraud and scams for quite a while now, but is there a particular issue with being exposed to fraud through this crisis? And if so, how can people notice that? And what should they do to make sure that they're really dealing with CRA? Yeah, Doretta, that's actually a really timely question right now. So some background with that. Uh, Recently, like most Canadians right now, a lot of CRA employees are actually working from home and are making phone calls from uh, their government-provided cell phones. So through our discussions with the CRA, uh, they've let us know that uh, sometimes when they reach out and call you, uh, for example, they may call you to see if you actually qualify for the CERB. They may want to follow up that, you know, there there may not be a call display, the typical call display feature on your phone which shows the government of Canada. So firstly, if they are calling and they're saying they are from the CRA, what you want to do is you want to take down their name and their agent ID. 
The other thing that you can do is also ask if, you know, for a callback number, but you really want to make sure you, you one, get their agent ID, which is crucial. Unfortunately, right now, given this whole call display thing, you won't get that extra level of assurance with the government of Canada. Maybe if they're calling from the office, as people go into the office uh, at a slow pace right now, you may get that. But a lot of times I've been hearing that sometimes that government of Canada call display pop-up doesn't appear because they're calling from cell phones, government-provided cell phones. So uh, what you want to do, again, is ensure that you're getting their name and their agent ID. Now, what you may also be able to do is, you know, maybe call the CRA and their general line after calling this person, maybe have them call you back or you get a, a, a recall number so you can call them back. But to verify their ID, maybe call the general line with the CRA and verify that agent ID is actually in fact correct and it's a, it's an employee from the CRA. You want to be careful and they understand that and they definitely understand if you would want to just verify that that person is actually from the CRA. So they're aware of these scams that are taking place. Uh, so just be very cognizant of the fact that um, unfortunately there are schemes that are happening right now so you just want to be super diligent in ensuring that they are in fact from the CRA. If you do get one of these calls that does not say it's from the government of Canada you should be very sure that you have their agent number ask to call them back and then check with the government of Canada first to make sure that's a valid agent number and the person is the right person. Call them back get their agent ID, their name, and maybe have them call you back again. And in the meantime, you call the CRA general line, which you can definitely Google, and you can speak to someone there and, 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 and double check their identity. Fabio, you're a tax specialist. You've been dealing with CRA for years. What have you learned about the system during this period? Yeah, so there's various things that I've learned. Um, it actually re emphasizes my uh, original thought and, and a common thought within the tax community that sometimes it does get a little complicated in terms of determining whether or not you're eligible because the rules behind them are, are tough. So again, it's important to take all steps to ensure that you know taxpayers indeed do qualify. But I think though, uh, what I've learned is that through our workings with the CRA, a lot of the public servants at the CRA have demonstrated to be on a common objective of helping Canadians. And it's honestly a, a, an absolute pleasure to see. It kind of makes me proud to be Canadian, to be honest with you. Just the fact that in terms of the CERB and the velocity of the speed at which payments are being made, um, they really mean well and they want to help as much as they can because they know we're all in this together and the response from the CRA has been excellent. Now, I get it, like the you know, the tax system is complicated, but that they're administering the tax system. They're it's not their fault. So uh, that's more of a, a high level thought in terms of the complexity of the tax system. But what I've learned is just, you know, at the CRA there's uh, people that are helping out. And in addition to that, like a lot of people don't realize is that they're even sort of like frontline workers as well, because there's people in the mail rooms that are still receiving mail. And I found this interesting because they got people going into the office, scanning things, and then sending PDFs to people who are working from home. So there's people actually who are there, you know, they're coming in close contact with other people, they're receiving mail. Uh, and during the pandemic, you know, they're in 
kind of uncomfortable situations in the workplace as well. So we really have to be appreciative so that when we're calling them, we're being polite because they are working very hard. And a lot of them, you know, are going into the office and, you know, putting themselves in situations where we would feel a little bit uncomfortable given our current circumstances. What have you learned about yourself during the pandemic? Basically, uh, the value of just the simple things in life, you know, a good meal, home-cooked meal, or going for a walk. I would have never thought that going for a walk gives me so much pleasure. It's just, it's an incredible feeling right now, given that we're always stuck inside and, and going for a walk with my wife is one thing that I've learned. I really appreciate the simple things in life. But in addition to that, I've also learned the importance of mental health as well and, and basically taking care of yourself as well during this time because we're in an, a very negative environment in terms of the news and, and we're, you know, we're all surrounded by this negativity and unfortunately it gets tough sometimes and certain people respond differently to this negative environment so it's important that uh, you know even a simple call to your family and friends goes a long way to, to making people feel better thanks fabio for all your helpful information i'm sure many of our listeners will find these tips and resources really useful and to our listeners a reminder you can click to resources fabio mentioned from the description for this podcast on your podcast app please note this is a recorded podcast the information presented as it relates to the covid 19 pandemic is current as of the recording date new and changing government restrictions and assistance programs may have come into effect since recording Please seek additional professional advice or information before acting on any podcast information pertaining to COVID-19. This has been a special COVID-19 episode of Mastering Money, the Educator's Edition, brought to you by Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. Please rate and review us. And if you'd like to get in touch, our email is financialliteracy at cpacanada.ca. In these uncertain times, be well, be kind, be safe. We're in this together.